When it comes to fundraising and development, there is a lot to consider. That's why we are committed to coming alongside and supporting you in the work of raising resources for the kingdom mission you are leading at your local Youth for Christ chapter. In this podcast series, we're answering 20 questions to help you gain traction in planning and doing development locally. I'm your host, Nathan Jones, and I serve as the National Development Strategist for Youth for Christ USA, and you are listening to the podcast series, A Curious Approach to Fund Development. Today's topic is grant writing. We're diving into the world of grants and foundations, entities that require you to submit a proposal, write reports, letters of intent, all that good stuff. We're going to talk about that today. You know, grant writing opens up the door to significant revenue for your organization, for your programs. At the same time, grant writing can be a significant drain on your capacity, your time, your staff expense if it's not done well. So we're going to dive into that topic today with two guests. First of all, Lindsay Trujillo, who was the former grants specialist for the YFC USA development team and the current operations manager for the development team, Sherry Muchmore. Both Lindsay and Sherry have extensive uh, experience with grants and are going to unpack some of that for you today. So thank you for joining me on this episode as we dive into question number 18. What if grants supported each of your strategic priorities? Sherry and Lindsay, thank you again for taking time to be with us today. Uh, Let's just jump right into it. Why don't you share with us a little bit about what your exposure and involvement to the world of grants has been? So Sherry, why don't you go first? Yeah. So when I was on staff at Seattle Youth for Christ, I would say my grants experience was mostly kind of on the relational side of some different foundations that my husband, Brian, who was the executive director at the time, Um, had really cultivated a lot, but they were local foundations, family foundations, um, and we just kind of had cultivated that relationship over years. So if we had some events like banquets or golf tournaments or ministry events, um, a lot of times the representatives from the foundation would come and attend our events and see ministry kind of up front. And then likewise, if they had events in the area, we would often go to those two and just um, almost like they were friends. And so uh, it was a lot of relational Um, cultivation. But in my current role at the National Service Center in development, I would say my grants experience has grown a lot, (laughs) basically starting from the ground up. And Lindsay was a big part in my training, um, just learning how to search for new foundations, how to submit letters and how to um, cultivate a brand new relationship, and then just how to manage all the moving parts for the development officers. That's great. Lindsay, how about you? Yeah, so I was brought on a couple of years ago um, just as a grant specialist part-time for the National Service Center, and um, I knew nothing about grants when I was hired, and so I just learned everything, um, just trial and error, so um, it, it was, yeah, it was nothing to everything, and um, that's, yeah. I'm sure some listening can relate. So look forward to to diving in a little bit more about uh, lessons learned and and that sort of thing. Well, um, 
what are some of the opportunities and breakthroughs you've seen? So kind of the positive side of this work, Sherry, how about you go first? Yeah, I think just remembering that there's people behind every foundation. So we've really found that if you can just establish a warm phone call first, you know, um, or even a face-to-face if COVID permits that, um, just to kind of get to know them and help kind of cultivate that relationship first before you even submit a letter of inquiry. Um, I would say another recent uh, breakthrough that I've seen that is just that understanding gifts will grow over time, that if a first time gift is a little bit smaller than you had asked for, um, just remember it's kind of a get to know you gift to build trust. Um, Just last week, we got a new gift from a new foundation and we were excited and we were praising God, but the gift was a lot smaller than we had asked for. So we just had to understand that um, this is a get to know you gift. And now we're going to schedule a face-to-face with them and just kind of begin to minister to them and cultivate that relationship. So those are some recent breakthroughs we've, we've experienced. Mm, that's great. Lindsay, how about you? Oh, that's so good, Sherry. That's so true that they do grow over time. Um, for me, I like to win. I'm very competitive. So winning a grant is exhilarating for me. Mm. Um, but I agree with the new relationships. Um, I think that's one of the best parts is that you become friends with these foundations um, and you get to know them very well. Um, And you'll win more grants when you apply to like-minded foundations and organizations. Don't waste your time on the random save the dolphins. You want to go for people who (laughs) enjoy kids and love Jesus. (laughs) And dolphins. No. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so it's not always rosy. What are some of the challenges you've seen? Maybe, Lindsay, you could jump in. Oh, some of the challenges have been deadlines and learning how to work ahead to meet those deadlines because Mm. most of the time you are asking others for help or you need project information or you need accounting or financial numbers to back up um, your application. And so sometimes not everyone works on the same deadline or same you know, workflow as you. And so um, just learning how to meet deadlines accordingly, work ahead um, and just communicating with other people. Um, that has been some of the challenges I've had, um, yeah. but being able to work through that, obviously. Yeah. Lots of moving parts. Sure, how about you? <laughs> yeah, so well said. Um, I would say early on, the challenge was learning how to manage and condense a lot of information and deadlines um, into one kind of streamlined system (laughs) versus having like three or four different places where there's like the deadline to submit or a deadline for a report. Or so for me, just learning how to streamline all the moving parts and is smallest system as possible. I chose to use the Salesforce grants dashboard. That's been really good. And then even just using one grants management Excel. Um, I would say another recent challenge that I'm, that I just learned was not taking a decline personally, you know, cause you kind of get excited mm-hmm. and they're so warm and they're like, yes, we'd love you to submit. Yes, please submit. And then, and then when you get a decline letter, it's, um, it's just hard not to take it personal, but um, I would encourage everyone out there that 
um, the reason this particular foundation declined us was they felt like God was leading them to help with some short-term crisis relief because of COVID in their own community. They had a lot of homelessness and people out of jobs, and they just felt like for this year anyway, they wanted to work on shelters and food banks, but they said, try again next year. So um, just kind of, you know, keeping a cool head, <laughs> not, um, not letting things get personal and understanding um, that God will open another door either with that same foundation the next year, or he'll direct you somewhere else. So, yeah, that's such a good perspective. So Sherry, while you've got the microphone, why don't you share with us kind of, what are the activities involved in grants and maybe even walk us through the process from beginning to end to give those listening and an understanding, like you said, of of the process and the sequence of, of this work? Yeah, I think um, it helps to, before I start kind of going through the steps, it helps just to know that it, it might feel like a lot of steps, but it's so worth it. Um, there's the potential right now is so good with foundations. So I would even encourage you if you're listening to like, take, a, take out a piece of paper and pen or type this out. Um, just to understand the sequential flow is really important and not to get overwhelmed by it, but you just want to do a research first, like Lindsay said, of like-minded foundations. There's some good foundation search tools out there. You know, where are you, what other foundations are most missionally aligned? They love kids, love Jesus, um, care about those that are lost, care about those that are um, underserved. So just doing a lot of research on that and then, and then a calling them to just establish a connection, maybe find out more. Um, and see if you could submit a letter of inquiry. So that would be the next most obvious step is a letter of inquiry. Usually that's just one or two pages, kind of a, a really short kind of get to know who we are um, and ask to be able to um, be invited to submit a full grant application. Um, just being aware of deadlines. Um, usually there's some funding cycles, maybe once or twice a year, uh, just to be aware of. So you can kind of plan ahead, like Lindy said as well. Um, and then just determining what is your ask? Is it a new initiative? Is it a new ministry site? Is it a new, or is it just operational? And that's okay too, just to say, hey, we need some, we just need some help kind of to fuel the initiatives we already have in place. So you really kind of have to nail down your ask and then you'd write your letter of inquiry and you wait to get approved. And then if they say, yes, we love it, go ahead and do a full application. Then that's probably the biggest chunk is when you when they, when they it's time to fill out the application. A lot of those are online. And so, um, for example, I just print it out first and I kind of do a draft of that whole application with all the answers, all the supporting documents that I've already spent time gathering. Um, and then you get it reviewed by a few people, make sure your supervisor, you know, development offers review that. And then you would submit it online and then you pray and wait. <laughs> and, um, and you know what, you'll get a response. Sometimes it's a month away. Sometimes it's two months away, but we just thank God, whatever happened. Cause it was all, it was all a worthy effort. And there's, um, there's always going to be another time to try again and improve. Um, but so that's kind of a quick overview of the different sequences of the steps. That's great. Uh, Lindsay, anything you would add or, you've observed? Very well said, Sherry, and very detailed. I think you have it all nailed down. Um, I guess the only thing I would add is that typically when you win a grant you'll or you lose, you'll hear a decline or you'll get a check in the mail. Most of the time they'll call you if you've won. Um, and then that goes through your counting and that goes through 
um, just your process on your Excel sheet or whatever you're using to track your grants. Um, and then you have to make sure that if there's any follow-up items or reports due based on whatever they've given towards whatever project that you add those dates to your calendar and you um, just make sure you stay on top of just any follow-up as well. Um, and it's important to have um, several people review your work before you send it off and mm -hmm. kind of just have a praying party as well before you submit it. Um, so those are the only couple of things I would add. That's great. Okay, so a question around tools you use to manage the process. Lindsay, maybe you could share, what tools did you use or have to create or find out are available out there? Yeah, so just starting from scratch, a calendar, either a physical one or an, a digital calendar, like on your phone or on your computer, very important to throw those due dates in. Um, and then an Excel spreadsheet to see what all you have going on. Um, those were the first two tools I ever used, but now we have um, a grants dashboard like Sherry mentioned on Salesforce that we use um, to record all of our grants. Um, and we can record the stage that they're in. If a letter of intent went out, we can mark that. Or if we're just prospecting this foundation, we can mark that. So that's, or um, uh, application has been submitted, like we can throw it in or if it's one, there's so many different um, ways to manage it on Salesforce. So that's been cool to cultivate and it's been exciting to just see where it's gone from an Excel spreadsheet to this fancy dashboard. Yeah, it, it is amazing the parallel between major giving, which is the last podcast and just the process uh, a lot of tasks that we just have to schedule and make sure that we're checking the box and doing to keep that process moving. Uh, Sherry, any other tools you've created or any comments you would make about what Lindsay shared? No, I think she, I think she nailed it. I would say another encouragement Lindsay gave me even early on was that um, over time you can sometimes just copy and paste some of these really good like paragraphs or answers to questions that you've already done from another similar ask. Mm -hmm. um, so it becomes easier as you go because you've already kind of started to do a lot of the framework. Um, and so just be encouraged that you can, it's okay to copy and paste from something prior. <laughs> you know, if it's already been vetted and it's already excellent and relevant, go ahead and, um, and use that. So yes, recycle That's away. <laughs> That's great. Um, okay. Any surprise lessons or aha moments I mean, you've shared a little bit earlier on in this but anything else that comes to mind that was kind of an aha that would be good to share uh Lindsay what about you um I think a surprise lesson for me was that you can't write a grant alone even mm -hmm. if it's um just having someone read it for grammar and punctuation um my mom used to read all of my grants before I sent them just for a, you know, a second or a 10th pair of eyes. Um, you just, you need help. You need a team. Um, so mm. don't ever feel like you um, are alone because you're not <laughs> and you need help if you think you can do it all by yourself. Um, so that's one. And then just building relationships, building trust, establishing um, or getting established with foundations um, praying over the grants process before, during, and mm -hmm. once a grant has been submitted, like 
that changed my grant process just um, when I used to write them is just beginning my day with just praying over a grant. And then when you have really hard days, pray over your grant. And then when you submit it, you pray again, you know, just for the Lord's favor. Um, and so the, those are like my lessons and aha moments that I would highly recommend for anyone who's listening to just to start great. there. <laughs> that's wonderful sure how about you anything you would add yeah I, I really agree with that too but <laughs> the prayer part is huge from the beginning to the yeah. end I would say um, something I noticed recently from another person who one of our development officers who had done such a good job with a cover letter was um, just really recognizing that lots of high quality photos and video links like to kids stories even QR codes can really make a great first impression on your letter of inquiry or your cover letter to an application and it kind of makes it stand out from the, you know, hundreds of other applications, you know, that foundation is having to read through. Um, people sure. love photos of the kids. So um, I would say really up your, up your game by using a lot more photos and kid stories with video links. And as long as they're short kid stories, you know, watch this three minute video to hear about a story of someone from your ministry. I would say another aha recently was just like, like we've talked about already. Remember that, Foundations are just like major givers. Um, there are people behind the foundation. They have a heart that wants to give. God has blessed them. And there's a relationship there to cultivate and minister to. And really the only difference between a foundation like a major individual giver is that the ask is a bit more formalized. But other than that, it's a person, it's a family that you want to minister to and establish a friendship with. I would say one last thing about that is that... Um, We've really had a lot of good success with family foundations and just remembering that they versus the larger kind of big national known foundations is that the family ones are a little more, um, uh, uh, they more able to focus on like faith-based non-causes uh, and mm -hmm. um, are more willing to give to like Christ-centered organizations than some of the larger ones. So hope that encourages you. That's great. Uh, oh, those are some good, some good lessons to keep in mind. A lot there. So as we're on final approach and um, wrapping this up, think about the next seven days and those that are listening. What are some practical tips you would recommend our listeners should do to get traction? Something they can do within the next week. Uh, maybe Sherry, since you've got the microphone, you could go. <laughs> well, this is really timely because this is actually a task on my to-do for this week. Okay. Is, um, our, pipe, our pipeline for a whole bunch of grants and foundations over the last three or four months has kind of started to dwindle. We either got awarded or we, you know, we're still waiting. So it's time for me to search for mm. some more foundations. So my number one thing this week is going right back to that foundation search tool and searching for two or three more like-minded, you know, mutually aligned missions uh, so that we can start looking for some new foundations and then calling them and seeing if we can meet with them to learn more. That's great. So get out there and, and see what you can find. <laughs> you know, a note on foundation search, those listening may not know, but that is a tool that many libraries have access to. So if you aren't aware, check with your local library if you don't have access to a foundation search tool. And um, that would be another uh, side of that. Next step, Lindsay, how about you? Anything you would add? I would start by praying for discernment. Mm -hmm. um, I would start there first. Um, 
And then I would just take a look at like what and who you're around and what connections you have, because who knows, like maybe you have a neighbor who works for a foundation or maybe you have someone you go to church with and they are on a foundation board. Um, just just check and see what's what and who's around you, um, because the more connections you have, the better your process sometimes is because it's always about like who you know, not about what you know. Um, so that's important. Um, and then just know that you're going to have to have perseverance. Perseverance is crucial. Like you're going to hear a lot of no's before you get that yes. So just know and keep the faith and just, yeah, just keep working hard. That's a great word. Lindsay, Sherry, thank you both again for being a part of this today. Good stuff. This world of grants, it can be overwhelming, but just slow down, come up with a plan, take the next step, whatever that is for your situation, and stay encouraged. And there's some real opportunities out there. So hopefully today was an encouragement to you. Next episode, we turn to question number 19, which has to do with planned giving. That's another big topic, but we're going to break it down for you and offer some real encouragement and again, there are some enormous opportunities when it comes to plan giving, and we will talk a bit about that next time. So thanks again for joining us today. Again, my name is Nathan Jones, and I am your host for this podcast series, A Curious Approach to Fund Development.